for next week's Krabby. Joe, we are live on the council. And, uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Can I, uh, can I talk to John a second, please? Thank you. Huh? Huh? So, I'm looking up some facts about inbreeding. And inbreeding is fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's a funny word, and it's a funny concept. Can you please turn his microphone off? And um, what's not fun about it is incest. Incest is an ugly word and an ugly thought and brings to mind really, really ugly things between a parent and a kid. But inbreeding, that's, you know, cousins, cousins, you know, uncle. Chris, Chris, uh, so can we it, turn on Joe again? I want to talk about the stone some more. Inbreeding, inbreeding why are, why fun. Why are you talking about this? I incest don't know. not fun. Because we're going to talk about it next week on Krabby. Oh, on the Krabby? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. Be- Anyways, I did a whole bunch of research this Kenny, morning. Kenny, uh, go and look up Sidney Sweeney, and you'll be, uh, you'll be mollified. I, I think I know her because I watched that show you mentioned. I Joe, know nothing um, of her except that I, what I read. Joe, as the on the video, and yeah. I noticed this, there were no, the uh, Daryl Jones and Steve Jordan are not included. I noticed in the press conference, were they in right. the video at all, or are they just now just considered? They're side, probably side just down. contract players. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's just Wood, Jagger, Wood, and Mick, and Keith, and okay. uh, even Charlie. You know, is seen playing the drums. What about uh, Chuck Laval? Man, he's your music director. I suppose we don't get to see Chuck either. Huh? Well, I, I don't know about that. All I'm telling you is, it's a well-produced video. Yeah, I don't really no, give I, a well, shit that's... about the dynamics of the Stones. Well, I do, but yeah. yeah. But it's just nifty. It's just nifty. Really well done. I'm going to go watch it when Joe, I'm supposed to be preparing Joe, for the show. Uh, um, Joe, she, yes. she looks like she's 15, okay? Well, Kenny, uh, but she isn't. Well, she looks, she, that's, I'm I'm so disturbed. Seriously. She I'm going to call the cops on I, you. I, I guess I haven't made myself uh, entirely clear. Uh, what I'm appreciating here is the creativity of the video. Uh, okay. I haven't seen a rock video in ages. Okay. Uh, this is the best one I've ever seen. All right, you're gonna talk yourself out of that corner. That's good. I did. Keep, I did. Go on. And and by Stone standards, it's a pretty good song. <laughs> they haven't done anything like this for ages. It inspires me. If they can still do it in their 80s, we can still do it. Uh, I'm not in my. I'm not. You're right. the one that's. I guess uh, I'm referring to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> I am watching the video now. Isn't it good, I turned, John? It, I turned it down though, so that, yeah, uh, yeah. She's got kind of a bondage outfit on there, sort of. Well, it, forget her for a minute. The, oh, the, okay. The billboards seem to show the stones throughout their throughout yes. their eras. That's very cool. I think the billboard thing is. Neat There's one out. where they're even in those sailor suits from God knows when. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, and there's some from, yeah, early 70s. Bradaloni's Hardware no, and Gardens. No, no, no. It's no. 1155. Oh. 1155. Rook won't be in today. We're on the council. 
Right. His daughter's going to get some health attention, and he's attending. Don't you get angry at me. It's only rock and roll's a video I think you're referencing in these sailor outfits. Right, right. Yeah. So she was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? She was the girl. One of my favorite movies. She was the girl up in the shack at Spawn Ranch that was looking out the window oh, watching uh, Brad Pitt advance on the building. I'll be damned. Yeah. Well, she's uh, she's a fetching young lady. Yeah, it's a cool video. It really is. I don't, I don't know. It's the best video I've ever seen, Joe. Well, know. name me a better one that you've seen. Oh, hell, give me, you know. Give John me Mellencamp, one. that dancing Mellencamp. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, now that Ricey yeah. made that Bobby Brown reference, I'm going to have to find this Frank Zappa song and listen to it. John, don't tell me you're a Frank Zappa fan. I've never, well, I mean, uh, let, let's put it this way. Uh, some great bands, some good songs, but I, I, a little too much for me, a little too over the top sometimes. Joe, I saw him live. I never did, Ken. That's good. Thank you. Really good guitar player. Very <laughs> good guitar player. And, of course, I loved his attitude when he went after, when he went after old Tipper there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess being in his band was extra difficult because yeah, of the... Everybody who came out loved it, though. Right. They, but it was not an easy gig. Yeah. It, you were working to make your money. Yeah. Well, they never had a real song. Well, hey, well <laughs> the songs that's, were put together like this. Like, I mean, they were incredibly they, composed. They were yeah. and horrible. Well, no, well, no, they weren't. No, they were bad. No, just because you don't understand it doesn't no. mean yeah, it's horrible. I, I'm so stupid, I guess. You I know what we should do, it. John? We should play uh, some Sunrise yes. for Such. As, Wouldn't as that I, be fun? As I said the other day, i got to get on something where guys actually can talk about music. It's kind of funny play you some... said that, John, because you had your own show for a while, and you apparently let it die. I didn't really have a show. It was just recorded interviews, John. I know, but it was pretty you know what the good. You know what the show was. could be? What? If we could play music, it would be us playing oh, music for Such, like Sun Ra yeah, or Coltrane in I've the 60s. I've never heard anything. I've never heard a thing. Well, well you, you, you've heard, let's it, see, one Jimmy Buffett song. Uh, Jimmy <laughs> Buffett can't play the guitar and he can't sing, but see, I think the, he was a cool guy. That's why, why you? you've, you've heard music, but your taste is just awful. Oh, it's it's the worst taste in you, music mm -hmm. ever. You know who you got to call to talk with about Jimmy Buffett? Mm. Well, Jeff Dayton, because Jimmy Buffett is easily his favorite artist. Easily. Really? Oh. No contest. Really? Oh, that's right. I remember him talking about him. Uh-huh. Was that in the back room or was it on the air? Oh, he you did that. You call him an artist. <laughs> he did that on the air uh, we last should year. Get, we should get him on the phone. He's oh actually God. had several tributes to him already online, too. Chris isn't listening, is he? I don't know what he's doing. You talking about me? Yeah, yeah. I'm editing a client right now. Chris, like can you hear me? Thursday. I know, but She's you probably listening. probably have to get ready to do this show. It's noon. It's eleven fifty nine. Uh, Joe, the Minnesota Reformer is an independent nonprofit news organization dedicated to keeping Minnesotans informed on unearthing stories other outlets can't or won't I, tell. I, I did that, Joe. You did I that. Looked okay. at, I looked that right. far. I, I'm I'm going to presume that they would not have printed this if it wasn't true. Well, yeah, I think they're uh, they're on the ball. They're not. Uh, All right. What you know. story are we talking about here? Well, that uh, 
Chugati's, uh, Asia Chugati's opponent in Ward 10, which is the heart of Uptown, is Nasri Warsami, who brought in a Somalian warlord to help uh, campaign. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's just uh, great. Uh, it's just great. We're good. We're good. Wow. What else do you got? I, there's just, I love Minneapolis. Oh, he left. He left. <laughs> I love Minneapolis so much right now. The fact that the third the precinct fact you're two and a half hours away, <laughs> the third precinct headquarters isn't in the third precinct. Oh my God, that is so awesome! Right? <laughs> hey, Chris, can you get Jeff Dayton on the phone? <laughs> Chris, can I get what? Jeff Dayton on the phone. You want to call him to go live? I can Jeff, text him. From what we hear, ooh, Jeff ooh. Dayton is a big fan of uh, uh, Margaritaville. Okay. Uh, what do you want to do? Why don't we get rolling and then I'll text him. Who? Jeff Dayton. Well, if we were going to have him on, it should have been Tuesday. Tuesday. Why am I getting yelled at for something you're, that was brought no, up? Yeah, Chris, getting, what the hell is wrong with you? Chris, you're getting yelled at because it's a brilliant idea and Such doesn't want to be wrong. <laughs> No, and he you're knows full of shit. He knows he's going to be wrong. No, no, I'm thinking of timing and placement. No, uh, Joe, you're you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. Don't text no, him yet. You're don't, wrong. Don't text him. Text him, Chris. I got to get this other shit done. This is more important. No, it isn't. This is fun. We like to have fun. Let's have fun. I got your fun right here. Let's stop <laughs> yelling and shouting at the audience and have fun. So rookie's not going to be here today. You said right. Okay. Um, Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. I think Joe's ready. Ready. Joe? What? Rolling. We don't have ads. I do. <laughs> well, that, that's all that matters. Go ahead. <laughs> does he not have his ads yet? Yes, he does. I do? You're done with them, actually. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> he doesn't have anything today? He already recorded his. Fratelloni's. Because sometimes we record clients before the show. And then we get oh. that kind of done and tidied up. That Joe, way, let's do, do the show. show. What are you waiting for? Let's do this. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1146, September 7th, 2023. 98 degrees on this day in 1976, and 40 degrees on this day 20 years earlier in 1956. Yes. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I have breaking news. Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good day here. I can see that already. Nasri <laughs> oh, Warsami. Now, is that the guy uh, Rook said worked at the airport? I believe so, wasn't yeah. it? Nasri Warsami brought in a Somali warlord for a fundraiser. Oh, yeah. You yeah, get to do that? Well, uh, Steve Mulholland from the Belly of the Beast alerted me to this. 
Warsami is running against uh, Aisha Chugati, the Marxist who represents Ward 10, but she's not left enough. Apparently, it, it, to the point she's where, not open-minded enough to have a. To the point where Mulholland said, uh, "This this might mean you're going to resent the loss of Chugati if she loses." Oh my God! Compared to this guy, well, here's what the Minnesota Reformer reported. It was founded by a former Minneapolis Star Tribune reporter, and they've got. I, I, it sounds to me like they're in competition with Alpha News. Okay, I can only conclude that they would not have printed this if it wasn't factual. Or Sami was the guy whose followers remember created the dust up at the at the DFL endorsing mm-hmm. convention mm-hmm. this summer. That's right. When yeah. they completely misbehaved, Minneapolis City Council candidate Nasri Warsami. Uh, held a June fundraiser featuring the Sion. I never knew how to pronounce this word. S-C-I-O-N. Scion. The Scion of a Somali political family whose patriarch was known as a ruthless warlord whose clan-based militias intercepted food shipments and attacked U.N. peacekeepers. This is not the Minneapolis we once knew, is it? The late Mohammed Farah Adid was a key player in the 1990 coup, after which Somalia's government collapsed in 1992 amid famine. His son, Hussein Farah Adid, spoke at a fundraiser for Nasri Warsami, a DFL candidate running against council member Aisha Chugadi. Warsami's law and order campaign was hampered by a fracas that broke out during the Ward 10 DFL endorsement convention after Warsami supporters took over the stage as Chugati was about to speak. Hussein Farah Adid was a successor to his father, Mohamed Farah Adid, whose militia engaged the U.S. military in the Battle of Mogadishu, as recounted in the book and movie Black Hawk Down. Somalis dragged the bodies of U.S. soldiers through the streets. Saeed Salah Ahmed, a retired University of Minnesota instructor, said he was astonished to hear Hussein Farah Adid was the guest speaker at a Warsami fundraiser and said most Somalis would not give him a long reception. It's reflective of the dark times of the Civil War years when the war lords were in action and people suffered. Before the Civil War, Ahmed attended a peace conference. unfolded on TV, saying the death of U.S. Rangers was like a black hole inside of me. The next day, a Marine commander asked him to beg his father to release a captured American pilot. Hussein Farah Adid, he's the son of the warlord, who was brought in uh, here, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
uh, Hussein Farah Adid visited Somalia in 1995. The same year, his father declared himself president of Somalia and named him his successor. After being wounded in battle, Mohamed Farah Adid died in 1996, and his powerful Habir Ghadir clan declared his son their leader at age 33. He left his $9 an hour California job and returned to Somalia to resume control of his father's militia and carried the vast territory of Somalia's most powerful warlords himself. By 2007, he was interior minister for Somali's transitional government, trying to restore security to Mogadishu. He told the Times he never developed his taste for life as a warlord. My father was a general, he said. He did things by action. I reversed. I flipped the coin. I did things through reconciliation. I'm almost done. But militia men loyal to him were responsible for public executions, according to the Christian Science Monster. He was described by the LA Times as a widely opportunity for switches alliances easily, but struggled to get out from under his father's shadow. He went back and forth between cooperating with the UN and continuing to fight for control of the country. We're talking about the guy who's uh, uh, up in no, what we're talking about is father. a run for president of Somalia. Experts say both fathers have contributed to the instability and chaos in Somalia. But they're still vilified in some parts of the country for using ruthless tactics to crush opponents in time of COVID. On social media posts, Warsami, the local candidate, warned him and called him a second Farah Adid, my brother, the boy who is the lion of Africa. During his speech at the television, Hussein Farah urged Somali Americans to unite, calling on them to forgive each other and reject clan tribalism, which he called Against the Marxist Chugadi, what the hell's your name? Aisha Chugadi. Right. Yeah, you're talking about the Sari War Sari who's running against Aisha Chugadi. Yeah. Uh, he brings to town uh, to for a fundraiser 
a guy who was the son of a notorious warlord in Somalia and who himself had inherited his father's militia but is contending that the warlord life really wasn't for him. I'm, I'm, paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing everything I've read. And as, as, as Steve Mulholland in The Belly of the Beast notes, this may be a classic case of the salon dweller we know is more palatable than the next one to come along. Mm, I think they're both bad. Even though the salon dweller we know is the Democratic Socialist Chugati. It appears that Warsami welcomed Hussein Farah Adid, the son of a Somali warlord, to his June fundraiser in Minneapolis. Adid's father, Mohammed Farah Adid, was a key player in the 1990 coup of Somalia and led the militia, which fought the U.S. military in the Battle of Mogadishu. Get, uh, uh, get Jeff Dayton on the phone. We, we have to completely lose ourselves in something that's... I, I sent oh, him a text. This, and... is, this, is, this is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. The younger Adid went on to become a warlord himself after his dad died and once called the Black, Ho- Black Hawk Down incident a victorious day for the Somalis. But he also said... That when uh, he watched this, he watched in horror as it unfolded on TV. At the time, he was working in local government in California, saying the death of the Rangers was like a black hole inside of me. Right, right. So he's all over and saying what whatever's convenient, I think. I think he'll say whatever fits the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and the opportunity in Minneapolis, uh, for some reason, Warsami knows this guy and apparently knows him well enough to say, will you come to town uh, and help me fundraise? Because I'm trying to beat this other commie for the Ward 10 seat. And I think many of my Somali constituents, my friends, would uh, like to see you. I'm guessing. I'm I'm struggling to understand uh, all of the players here. But uh, it tells us that uh, this ain't your father's Minneapolis anymore. It's not even <laughs> your older brother's Minneapolis this anymore. This isn't even Chugati's Minneapolis anymore. Can, can this I? is not Lisa Bender. She was Ward 10. This isn't Lisa <laughs> Bender's Minneapolis anymore. No, no. I want to throw a few more logs on the already out-of-control fire. Why not? <laughs> and I know we've talked about this before, but Nasari, Warsami's uh, campaign manager, Abshir Omar, yes, he worked for Sanders, Bernie Sanders in Iowa, and he was also, and I know we've talked about this, also identified as currently being investigated by the U.S. Just, just, Justice. Thank you, Department for the Feeding Our Future scandal. Oh, come on in. <laughs> Joe, and this is just wild speculation, but I have to say it. Do you suppose some of that money, those millions and millions of dollars, found their way to Somalia? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's already been proven, right, with yeah. land acquisition and other things. Well, as you're running a hell of a state, although I can't pin... I can't pin Hussein <laughs> Farah Adid on walls. This is a uh, this is amazing. This this is just uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go here. This is so mind-boggling. This this 
I I love Minneapolis so much. It's just Minneapolis is now my most favorite city in the whole wide world. <laughs> Joe, move back, aren't you? The, the third precinct headquarters <laughs> isn't in the third no, precinct. Not in the and third And it's precinct. costing them way more money than it would if they just remodeled the building. <laughs> a guy, a guy running for a council seat in the absolute heart of the city yeah the uptown the lakes the where where people live and work the yeah. who he has brought to town on his behalf a bleeping warlord <laughs> third world warlord a third world warlord well i can make it even more convoluted please oh good yes, please he was, water's warm this fellow was a member of the united states marine corps i yeah. know i said yeah. that yeah yeah and well you did just, say it already okay yeah, but it's I, just I had some issues gloss, with sound it's glossed over john in the uh in the piece it's just barely mentioned but yeah he was over there during desert storm in uh, yeah. kuwait yeah, and then, yeah. he, then, and then, which we also don't know, he left his nine dollar an hour job in California. What the hell was he? Third assistant shift leader at Arby's, or was that his Tony uh, Soprano cover up job? That's a hell of a career jump, though. Nine dollars an hour to to, to, uh, to speaking on behalf of a guy a, in Minneapolis who wants a city council seat. Oh wow! What a uh, the town has been turned over to the mystery. And, Minneapolis and it, it just, is so it's, it's awesome. over. It's just yeah. so over. It's just incredible. What possibly could uh, Nazri Warsami uh, have as his interests? What what do you think his interests are on behalf of the city? He's bilking worried. the city and the state for every cent they have. Yep. Sending it right to Somalia. The Somalis must be really, really sharp people. Because it took them about three minutes to figure out how to completely screw the U.S. <laughs> Not just this state. Yes, this was a nationwide scheme. It took him three minutes to get Ilhan Omar into office. Can we? It's there. These people should be congratulated. They're masterful. I They're just to... masterful. You put a note up on your bulletin board, a permanent note. I'm going to predict right here and now that uh, Nasari wins. Oh, this hands fall. down. Hands down. I, I want it noted. Yeah. I would have brought something up to answer your question. I wouldn't but, even but, give you odds on that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I would have mentioned something about their sharpness, but John and I already fought once this week, so I don't want to fight again. All right. Well, I, don't th I think we're all on the same team here, Chris. Let's not... Uh, no, let's... but, but uh, to answer Joe's question, how quickly they were able to you know, get Ilhan Well, look at the behavior like of Warsami's followers at the Ward 10 convention in June. Tells you everything you need to know. Behave like mm -hmm. a militia. Yeah. <laughs> they behave like mad people. Mad men. That's our stage. We don't care it's your turn to speak. Our stage. They caused the problems and then blamed others for the problems they, they caused. And if you bring up issues like this, you're labeled as a racist. I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I knew you were going to do that. You never know. Garage logic, a peaceful little, little seat of... Gumption County, an imaginary place in the minds of many Minnesotans where people mow their lawns and pay their taxes and pay their taxes and wonder what in the hell is happening to the rest of the world outside the confines of the county 
we find ourselves sometimes embroiled in some of the strangest stories. <laughs> and uh, among them, I would have to say a deposed warlord coming to town to campaign for Nasri Warsami is, is right up there. I think it's right up there with anything we've ever challenged or come across. And uh, I think I'm just going to go to the NAC Hardware and Lounge and just get so completely hammered, I won't even know what day it is. I have a question. Yes. Outside of what I probably assume you're going to write about for the first time in six or seven months, what other outlet? I'm not writing about this. Oh, I, I assumed you were going to. No. Uh, Nobody at the Tribune will write about that was this. That's what I, I was going to ask. If yeah. they do, they'll figure out a way to, to make it sound wonderful. Look at how inclusive we are. Oh, we've so decided diverse. to include a warlord. We're so damn diverse. We're bringing in warlords. Uh, hey, how you doing over there? Uh, I gotta read you an email. I love, I, I love GLers. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Well, my wife and I made our yearly trek up to the People's Republic of Minnesota last month from our home in Monroe, North Carolina. As always, we stopped at Grunhofer's. It's an important part of the trip. This year was a bit different as I had orders from two of my North Carolina friends who I had over for some of the caramel apple apple brats early this year. Mm. They placed orders and off I went to the Hugo location. When I walked in with my 1973-era Coleman cooler, the lady behind the counter said, here's a man on a mission. I filled the cooler with a variety of flavors, including the root beer float, caramel apple, gummy bear, and my favorite, the chicken with wild rice brats. A couple of hundred bucks later, I was back on the road to North Carolina. As always, it is an amazing experience to stop at Grunhofer's and check out the new flavors. And needless to say, my friends Ben and John were thrilled when we arrived back home with their order. Faithful listener in North Carolina, Gary Hoonercoke. Uh, P.S. I also brought back a pack for my daughter Gretchen, who you golfed with several years back. Yes, I do remember Gretchen. Hell of a golfer. Uh, thank you, uh, Gary, from North Carolina. You're talking about Grunhofer's in Hugo. That's the original location on Highway 61. Grunhofer's in Forest Lake, just immediately east of 35 on Highway 97, and a soon-to-be-announced location for a new store in the White Bear Lake area. Uh, it's Grunhofer's. I want to give you a phone number, too. You're putting together the big Vikings bash. Uh, you might want to give Grunhofer's a heads-up so they can prepare... Whatever you want, steaks and ribs and chops, and uh, uh, I'll get that number for you. I got it here someplace. Uh, this ain't it. Well, you just, grab it yeah, get me the number to Grunhofer's because uh, they like to have a little heads-up time, and they'll put together a great package for you for your uh, party. I got it right here, 651-426-2800. Place your orders for dried, aged sides and quarters of beef, steaks, roast, bone-in, soup bone, short ribs, stew meat, hamburger. They got you covered and always have all the brats at Grundhofer's. So, Johnny, you're good now? Yeah, I'm good. It sounded like the Roycey overseas thing for about five minutes. I couldn't okay. hear about every other word Joe was saying and everything. Well, was what, like, wah, 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 what wah. kicked you off, or did you just 
I exit kicked, out of it. I exited out, and then that's when I said, can you send me a new one? And, and right. when I, I came back on the new one, it was there for 20 seconds maybe, and then boom, everything was clear as a whistle. Okay. Or clear Jeff said he's, he'd be happy to join. There's... There's nothing in the Sahan Journal about any of this either, Joe. Really? The yeah. only... This I'm happened back in June. Right. I mean, yeah. no, it happened... Uh, uh, Mulholland I, said he learned of this before the fair started, but didn't inform us. August 21st is the reformer story. Yeah. yeah. And the, the only place that picked it up that I could find in Minnesota was the Grand Rapids Herald Review. <laughs> oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. Yes. Huh. Really? And they picked Middle? up the... The Dina Winter story from the Reformer. The really? Who's story. who's running that? Uh, Somebody paper? smart. That's interesting. Know. I'll be there this weekend. <laughs> what about oh, really? Jeff Dayton? I'm going to go to Grand Forks this weekend. Oh, I'm do you want to talk to Dayton, you guys, briefly? Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, we're going to tell him how much I you miss... hate Jimmy Buffett. I think you should <laughs> let John lead the uh, phone call. Uh, hi, Jeff. John Height would I'd like to talk to, to you. I'd be yeah. glad to. Yeah. John, you're going to run this. Okie dokie. Chris and then was when you make a fool of yourself, I'll correct you. No, I just need 900 <laughs> people to stop texting me at once. Um, uh, hang on. Kenny, uh, I misspoke. I do need a seafoam from you today as well. Um, all right, I'll bump back. And he'll, can he do his end, and then I'll call Jeff. Yeah. You ready, Ken? Um, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. All right, roll. <clears throat> it's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. You've got mail. We get a, little, a lot of questions from the GLers, intrigued by Seafoam, but have yet to use it. Not sure if it's good for the vehicle. The question, uh, is it okay in your, your RV? Yes, your generator, yeah. How about that old classic, that 67? Oh, heck yes. Uh, Seafoam is safe in both gas and diesel cars, trucks, mowers, outboards. You know what? It also works in race cars, modifieds, late models, anything with a gas tank, carburetors, injectors, whatever you got. Seafoam is your friend. It's easy to use. You pour it in, dump it in your fuel tank for fuel system issues, or dump it right into the crankcase to loosen up all that gunk and garbage in the crank. Uh, safe, yeah, very safe. It does not contain any harsh chemicals made with 100% petroleum ingredients, safe for any engine, and you can find it everywhere. Neighborhood auto parts stores, farm and hardware stores, big retailers, little retailers, the knack hardware. Pick up a can today, start reaping the benefits immediately. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. Because we can, we're going to swing into the biggest non sequitur in the history <laughs> of Garage Logic. We have Jeff Dayton from Nashville on the phone. Jeff, hello. Good morning, guys. How's my favorite bunch of knuckleheads? Pretty good. <laughs> you were uh, you were a friend and a big fan of Jimmy Buffett. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, well, I wish I could say I was his friend. I was friends with the guys in the band, many of them. Mm -hmm. um, but Jimmy was just beyond my reach. Mm -hmm. And uh, but man, did he ever have an effect on us all? 
John Height would like to ask you a few questions. He is our de facto musical director, well, just as you have been a musical director. John, tell tell um, tell him the truth. Tell him why yeah, we're really I, I calling. To. Jeff, we're really calling because uh, we do a, a segment in the news. Uh, oh, hi, by the way, Jeff. Good to talk to you. Um, hey, John. It's, What's uh, going on, my brother, Picker? It's, uh, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, hey, by anyway, the way, your son did great at the fair. Got to thank you for that. Uh, yeah, he fun. had a blast. Yeah, he was he was happy to show up. I'll yeah, buy yeah. an airplane ticket for him to Nashville if you can put him to work. <laughs> uh, come on. Uh-huh. You know, it's, what, November and December, boys. Come on down. Yeah. Anyway, John, uh, go ahead. Uh, back to what we're talking about. We have a little segment in the news when, when a musician dies, a somewhat well-known musician, or even obscure. It started as an obscure musician death thing because uh, you yeah. know, I, I know a lot yeah. of musicians. These guys don't. Sorry, guys. And, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I bring up Jimmy Buffett Monday. I said, boy, there's been a few musician deaths. Let's start with Jimmy Buffett, at which point the host of the show, Mr. Souchere, uh, seems to indicate, yeah, he wasn't very good. And then as we continue to talk, we realize the only song I think Joe has ever heard by him is Margaritaville. See, so we want you oh, to tell yeah. us tell us a bit about what you think of Jimmy Buffett. And then, then I'll songwriter. clarify the misconceptions well, yeah. John created. Well, well, if, There's if, no misconceptions. Now, if he's going to clarify him, I, I will challenge him then to sing at least two bars from any other Jimmy Buffett song. Yeah. No, Jeff, Jeff, what I I said was I admired a guy who could turn one song. Thank you, man. He's in the restaurant, Jeff? (laughs) No, I'm in my yard, and there's an insurance adjuster here to meet my landlady. Ah. Well, yeah, Joe, Joe, what Joe's going to do. here with me? Huh? Go ahead. What Joe was going to tell you was that he liked, liked his business acumen. He, he I love the fact respectful. that he turned a song into a billion-dollar empire. But, but he also indicated, as we talked about his music, the only song he knew by Jimmy Buffett was Margaritaville, and that Jimmy Buffett was somewhat of a mediocre uh, artist. Now, I'm asking you, because I argued with him that day, to perhaps tell him that Jimmy wasn't just a mediocre artist. Go ahead. The floor is yours, Jimmy. Well, no, not at all. Here's what I think about Jimmy. And I didn't know all of this until I got deeper into his uh, catalog and started listening to the songs that the guy was a scholar and a poet, and he loved reading, and he loved exploring authors that nobody's heard of. And he read and read and read, and, of course, he was educated, um, and he spent a lot of time on the ocean, so he was able to tie what he learned from writers into songs that were not your ordinary songs and not just the fins to the left and cheeseburger in paradise, Uh but literally tremendous poetic, uh, songs. And it made me an even deeper fan. Um, there's one called, uh, uh, death of an unpopular poet. I mean, there's the topics are unbelievable and in he, everything was open and fair game to him. So I respect the heck out of that. I'll tell you, Jeff, uh, we talked about this on the air. I told these guys, because they didn't know it, I said, a song every songwriter wish he could have written is A Pirate Looks at 40. Just go listen to that. I don't know if any of them, I don't know if any of them did. But to me, that's that's my favorite Jimmy Buffett song. Well, there are sure some good ones, and that's a great one. Um, And if you think about it, he didn't try to follow any kind of music business Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, typical, oh, you have to put a girl in the song and there's got to be a truck and a bar and a farm. And, you know, mm-hmm. that, man, he just wrote what his heart told him to write. 
And he said in an interview I just finished watching this morning, I, you know, I've always trusted my intuition, and it's done really well for me. Yeah. So he's, he's a guy that, that worked outside the lines, and people loved him some, didn't I mean, I understand some people said, well, he's a lousy singer or that he wasn't that good a guitar player, but he was the artist. And, you know, say what you will, you've never seen that package and never will again. And everybody from me to Kenny Chesney to Zach Brown to anybody with a beach song owes Buffett a huge debt of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, he he paved the way. I mean, he created the whole genre. I have to listen to A Pirate Looks at 40. That's Is that the name of it, John? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's wonderful. That's a good one. I mean, there are so many songs like yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot um, of them. He's got yeah. a collection of stuff called Songs You Don't Know by Heart. I mean, he was mm-hmm. that was the other thing about him. He would fit right in in our round table because he loves to just make fun of himself. He's not, you know, he's not like all hoity-toity and like, you, you know, have your people call my people. He's so down to earth, and yeah. all his guys were the same. Um, I, I Got a good pal named Jim Mayer who played bass with Jimmy for 35 years, and Jim's as real as they come, man. You know, that's the kind of people he attracted and kept very long. Yeah, I did notice, Jeff, from uh, all the obits, he had a lot of friends in the music business that you you would never know of or think of. Uh, The Paul McCartney one is the one that instantly popped out at me. Uh, They were good friends. So obviously he was well-respected, you know, well-loved by the entire industry. Yeah. Yep, it's, and there's a whole field of music they call trap rock today, mm-hmm. yep. and a lot of it seems to focus on you know drunks on a boat and you know <laughs> and assault on a glass and under a palm tree and uh, but there there's so much more than that to Jimmy and his his literary his learned scholarly writing the poetry that he wrote from that viewpoint. I'll tell you what uh, I'm what tempted. Really impresses me. I'll tell you what I'm tempted to do, Jeff. Maybe you have. I've never read one of his novels. Oh yeah, I'd like to. I think yeah. I will. Or have you, John? That Hyde? sounds good, Jeff. Yeah. I'm going to read his books. Interesting, Jeff. You I say think one of them is songs you don't know by heart. Maybe that's one okay. of them. Sure. You said uh, regarding Jimmy, he trusted his intuition. And just followed that, and it proved to be successful for him. Kind of reminds me of a, another guy uh, I know kind of well, who, despite everything we tell him, he ignores us and <laughs> follows his intuition, and he seems to find success, even though he's got a scowl yeah. on his face right now. <laughs> Big scowl. You know, the, uh, the, uh, the one inter- the introduction that he did for his video for Come Monday, he says, oh, Come Monday, yes, one of my 2.5 hits. <laughs> I mean, he just was so humble. <laughs> so he, uh, to him, uh, I think it was as much being an entertainer and having a following and having people love it as anything else. And I think when you come down to it, his kids meant the world to him. Uh, one of his kids named Delaney uh, has been doing a video series on YouTube, and you can poke in there if you want, Joe, and see what you like. All right. Um, yeah, but he just... A quality dude, and again, the guys that work for him all this time would tell you the same thing. I was surprised to see he died at home uh, in the Hamptons or uh, near the Hamptons. I would have assumed that he lived yeah. permanently on an island somewhere. Well, he lived near the water wherever he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's, he's had a place in Key West, although I heard he just sold that recently. So, you know, people knew that he was suffering, and, and the guys in the band last fall, we were in... Uh, Key West for the the trap 
rock thing they called Parrot Heads in Paradise. Mm-hmm. And I was down there playing and hanging out with his band, and they said, yeah, Jimmy would love to be here, but he's just not doing real well right hmm. now. So. Well, we thank you, sir. Of course. Great to hear from you guys, and uh, you wrapped up your run at the fair. Everything we did. seems to be good, and yeah, weather doing all right, fish are biting. That's right. It's cooled off. It's just like fall now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll be seeing uh, Charlie Ho here pretty quick. Monday or Tuesday, I fly over to London for my two-week music tour doing Glenn Campbell's music. So, But Wonderful. I'll be sure to do some Jimmy Buffett while I'm over there. All right. Thank you, Jeff Dayton. Thank you See very you, much. Jeff. See All you right, later. guys. See you Thanks, later. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. See you, GLers. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's why he's the best. At a moment's notice, he dropped everything to come on the show. Yeah, I he, think he the answer for me is to read read one of the books. Okay. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I'm just, sensing they might be Randy Wayne White like. Just dig deeper into his music catalog. Yeah, I'll read the. I'll <laughs> listen to the pirate song. Hi. <laughs> yeah. See already, I can see this going. Nowhere. What was the other one Je- Jeff recommended? It was Death of an Unknown Poet. Yeah. yeah. Death of an okay. Unknown Poet. Yeah. yeah. I'll look that up. So I don't. I'm still not understanding the entire controversy here. I don't think there is one to tell you the truth. Well, that's what I'm wondering because you you didn't. Eh. It, it wasn't like you slammed him. I, I, well, I, he did slam him. He said he wasn't a very good singer, songwriter, or guitar player. That's a quote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not much of a singer. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> there we here go. we go. Call Jeff. Here we now. go. Well, Jeff said the same thing. But I love the whole milieu. I love the ambience. I love the tropics. I love the whole idea. Uh, but I, not I, all the songs are about the tropics. And it's a, see, that's the point. You think every song he did was Margaritaville? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It, it's oh, I'm the sure there were some metaphysical approaches to Aristotle and. Uh, yeah, all I know is um, you know nothing what you're makes talking me about. change the subject. That a boy. Nothing makes me happier than you two fighting. It just brings me so much joy. Well, you know what? Fighting. I don't want to. I don't want to fight. I'm I'm perfectly willing to be educated and converted, and I have my work cut out for. I don't me. want to fight. Is that, I don't want to fight. Is actually a Tina Turner song, not Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> okay. She had a lot of okay. Too. Okay. Now John's casting hooks. <laughs> this is kind of fun here. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we take a time out? Okay, we can do that here. Uh, did you see the story about the DFL second vice chairwoman? Uh, what yeah. about her? I will lead the news with it. If, uh, Is she I the one who left plant or she's going to plan parenthood? No, she got carjacked. Oh. And, and beaten the hell out of. Really? What's her name? Yeah. Uh, Shivanti Sathanandan, DFL's uh, chairwoman. Is she now pro-police? Uh, she, she's not saying that, but she's quite hurt. Well, th- it's always a tough spot to be in because you don't want to seem like you're happy that she got her. Well, no, we're not. We're not. not. We won't be. We're not happy. Chris. We kind of sound. Is she similar. Minneapolis? Uh, she's Minneapolis. Well, DF- yes, she's in Minneapolis. The driveway of her Minneapolis home is where she was carjacked from. Excuse me. Oh. Are we going to news here? Uh, I'd like to do one while we can. One, yes. One. No, let's, let's go to news. news. Let's go to news. Okay. News, news. Let me pull it up then. Hey, now. Uh-huh. 
Then why don't we do this, John? Yes, sir. When you that, get to your midway point, will you throw it to the mayor? Yes, to Joe? Because you still have two. <laughs> yeah. For an ad. All right. Before we break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to rock Jeff today. What was the other one that I liked as a bump? I think it was this one. Come on here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Does anybody remember what else Pascagoula, Mississippi might have been famous for? The birthplace of? Jimmy Buffett. UFOs, wasn't that where? Yeah, thank you, John. Oh. UFOs landed by a dock or something. Yeah, a bunch of drunk fishermen said yep. they got taken aboard the ship. <laughs> yep. Did they? It made a big, big play in Rolling Stone magazine back in the day. And that's what Yogi Berra tore out of your hands. Right. What's this shit? <laughs> I believe that's what the Bill Hicks bit is based on, where he says, why the bleep don't they land in Times Square, not Pasagoula, yeah. Mississippi? <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. Show up at Rosedale. What's the deal here? <laughs> they don't like being in the city. Yeah. I'll get carjacked. Let's Too go. Many people. Let's go. Joe, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Let's go right to Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushere. Yes, Jeff. Yes, sir. Sip it slow. All I can say, it's been a real tough year. See, now this is, I mean, I'm sure Jeff would this is a direct influence of Jimmy Buffett. Sound and everything. Now I understand. You gotta love what you got while you can. Yeah, you gotta sip it slow. Yeah, just sip it slow. Isn't that nice? Yes. Might all be gone before you before John begins, I just want to get back to War Sami in Ward 10 and say one thing. Uh, nobody in the 10th Ward, well, nobody is a ridiculous way to put it. Very few people in the 10th Ward listen to us would be my suspicion. Okay, fair. Is that yeah, a reasonable sure, suspicion? Sure, sure is. Uh, so, apparently... They're on board with this kind of political life. Yes, Chris? How many of those very few people that listen to our podcast are even aware that this guy brought in a warlord? Probably very few, but then you can take that a step further. What would be, I, I would imagine then, maybe a very low voter turnout in Ward 10 over the yeah, years. yes. And thus the elevation to the office of a Mysterian. And why the n nomination is so much more important than the actual election. Because yeah. we just blindly check the DFL box the closer you get to the well, country's tallest it just, buildings. Uh, I wish we were reaching, uh, although I don't know what good it would do, but I, I wish we were reaching the people in Ward 10. They're about to be... Uh, 
they're about to be swamped no matter who they elect. But but <clears throat> maybe they don't feel swamped because this is the life they want. <clears throat> I lived in Ward 10 for quite a while. Um, I don't think I met one GL or there. Mm. Here is John. Including Hyde. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we were a lot different when we were younger, weren't we, Joe? I think so. Yeah. That's a pretty good line, Chris. Uh, in uh, news, uh, DFL second vice chairwoman, Shavanti Santanandan, said she was injured after being attacked by a group of armed men who carjacked her in the driveway of her Minneapolis home on Tuesday. Hmm. Uh, she said in a post on Facebook yesterday, my children and I were violently carjacked in the driveway of our home in Minneapolis. Four very young men, all carrying guns, beat me violently down to the ground in front of our kids. The young men held our neighbors up at gunpoint when they ran over and tried to help me all in broad daylight. And she posted a picture of herself saying, look at the picture. Look at my face in this picture. This is the face of a mother who's just had the expletive beaten out of her. A mother whose only thought was, let me run far enough so that my kids have a chance to get away. She said she suffered a broken leg, deep lacerations on her Holy head. Holy mackerel. Cuts and bruises all over her body. There's a lot of blood in the picture she posted. Where, do we know where she lives? No. I don't I, need an address. I need an area. It doesn't say what uh, part of town, no. Uh, look uh, her up, please, Kenny, uh, to get me her uh, uh, area where she lives and spell it for Kenny, John. Yep, uh, S-H-I-V-A-N-T-H-I. To get S any of that, S-H-I-V-A-N-T-H-I, first name, and last name S-A-T-H-A-N-A-N-D-A-N. Jeez. The police but department. Your computer yeah. doesn't work, Joe. Joe, is a, it's malfunctioning. Just would you do that, please, just okay. to find out what All part right. of the city right. she lives in? Yes, sir. Yes, the police. The police department says her vehicle was later abandoned by the suspects and recovered by police. Uh, police say currently they have no other details available on suspects in the case. I'm unfamiliar with this woman. Yeah. And she's second in command for the DFL. She is the second vice chairwoman. Whatever. I don't know. And what she's in the house. I don't know what that would. Is indicate. she a rep? Yeah, I, I don't know. Wouldn't that be a party uh, post? Not a uh, house. Well, maybe thing. that's a party post. DFL second yeah. vice chairwoman, I would think. Uh, okay, okay, be a, yeah. The Minneapolis, uh, whatever, second vice chairperson. So, I'm curious why you're. Is, are you striving at wherever she lived? Should that have been a calm neighborhood? Is that why you're I'm curious? I'm just curious. Oh, okay. Just curious, period, of where this happened in broad well, daylight. She grew up in St. Paul. Okay. Um, driveway over Minneapolis home. It doesn't say where. Yeah, hmm. then it stands to reason she might be a party uh, employee and not necessarily right. a legislator. Yes, correct. Right. That's what so I would assume. I guess there would be no need for the public to know where a party employee might be live right well that's a shame uh holy mackerel uh, honest to god maybe it's ward 10. as the fall season approaches parts of the midwest are continuing to see dry conditions worsen in last week's report the u.s drought monitor said no parts of minnesota were in exceptional drought and just over 10 percent was in an extreme drought percentage of land in an extreme drought is at 16.1%, while 1.4% of the state is now experiencing what they call an exceptional drought. 
City officials, uh, meanwhile, are asking St. Paul residents to consider water conservation measures as these conditions continue across the state. St. Paul Regional Water Service is asking customers to intermittently water outdoors starting today. The SPRWS suggests St. Paul residents use the odd-even watering method where customers with odd-numbered addresses water on odd-numbered days of the month and vice versa. The Department of Public Safety is calling it a long and bloody summer on Minnesota roads as the number of fatal crashes ranks as one of the highest that State Patrol has seen in a decade. Over the busy Labor Day weekend, DPS reported 11 deaths and 9 crashes. Data also shows the impact of what's known as the 100 deadliest days of summer, which is between Memorial and Labor Day. In that report, preliminary results for 2023 are at 161 deaths and 146 crashes, which is up from 116 and 110 in 2014. The report shows 168 fatalities and 153 crashes in 2022. Mike Hansen, Department of Public Safety Office of Traffic Safety Director, says the last three years have been, in his words, absolutely horrific. When I look at the last three years, certainly speed has again risen near the top of the list of things. When you think about it, speed is the one thing that makes every other bad decision or mistake that a driver makes even worse. Hansen also says impairment and distracted driving continue to be a growing problem. In response to reckless driving, more law enforcement have been out on patrol targeting specific areas. Programs like HEAT and Project 20 have proven successful. Uh, so far, overall this year, there have been over 400 deaths on Minnesota roads, which is 35 fewer than the same time last year. Hansen said that means their efforts may be working. Uh, I know you cited the, the last three years because I read the same thing this morning, Johnny. Yeah. But the first thought that came to my mind when I read this was, this is a bad time to start bragging about driver's licenses for all. Because I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I, I have a lengthy commute. And I've noticed the driving is getting horrifically bad. I have right seen now. increasingly poor driving, uh, no matter where I am. Speed, the number one factor. Kenny mentioned this the other day. I mean, if you're going the speed limit on 280, yeah, you're, you're going to be you're going to be lucky if you don't <laughs> yeah. get rear-ended. Well, what's exactly. happening? What's happening? It's just us? disregard, just disregard for anybody else on the road. I suppose if you can shoplift nine hundred and forty-nine dollars worth of stuff and not get any consequences. You probably think nothing of going 85 miles an hour. There, that's part of it. Um, because I know, especially as you get closer to the city, there's just, you can't pull over everybody, you know. And and honestly, the, the stretch of 35 from 494 into downtown, it's posted 55, but nobody goes under 70 miles an hour. The thing is, it wouldn't be a big deal if everybody was doing 70 to 75 but we've got people doing 55, and then right. we've got most of people are doing 70, and then there's the zealots that in, insist on doing 80, 85, and that's where all the problems happen. Well, and the reason I bring it up, too, is there's been three fatalities near my hometown of Fairborn, the construction zone on 35. Uh, I believe all of them have included a semi, and yeah. part of that reason is that they don't People are not slowing down when they see the approach signs. You know, hey, uh, merging traffic ahead, slow down. People aren't paying attention to that. And they right. don't know that the merge is coming. Right. You also have a very dangerous intersection on 169 in uh, Jordan. Very much Very so. dangerous. And I believe they're redesigning that. Yes. Uh, Joe, I cannot find a address or even ward for Shivanthi. All right. That's fine. 
Uh, Governor Tim Walz, we talked about this, has ordered flags to fly at half-staff on Friday and Saturday in honor of one of the state's former governors who died last month. Al Qui died on August 18th, and he will lie in state at the Minnesota Capitol on Friday from noon to 3 p.m. To honor Qui, Walls ordered all state and U.S. flags to fly at half-staff from sunrise on Friday to sunset on Saturday. Was this an afterthought? Well, I think the lying in state thing is what... Uh, but I mean, he died August eighteenth. What? True. Maybe I just don't understand the protocol. I do not know. Yeah. About lying in. Maybe state. somebody reminded the governor. Maybe uh, he did uh, celebrate the kids going back to school in Bloomington Tuesday. Yeah. But they started last week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to know if he found his cat. We haven't yeah. seen an update. I, I'm unaware that he lost his cat. It, oh, did yeah. you? Last week was did, a big story. Did you see the footage of him greeting the kids as they walked in the building? Didn't I just say that? I, what I was hoping while I was watching was that at least one kid would snub him. Just one kid. And or, I didn't. Or, or say, hey, Tubby, where were you last week? That's yeah. when we opened. How you doing, rocks and cows? Hey, where, how's where that you flannel been? shirt working out for you? <laughs> cows. <laughs> On that note, uh, let's take a little break. We'll have more news after this, after we hear from... Our mayor, Joe Sushai. Uh, well, I do want to tell you that the final week of the state fair sale is still underway at EcoFun Motorsport. It, it ends this Saturday. All Bintelli scooters are buy one at regular price, get one 50% off. All Yamaha, Bintelli, and Scootstar electric bikes are buy one at regular price, get one at 50% off. you got to be kidding me. Load up. All Tau Motor Kids ATVs are buy one at regular price and get 50% off on another one. Golf carts and four-wheel drive side-by-sides are up to a grand off the normal sale price. And they have snowblowers on sale for 800 bucks off. 60-inch wide two-stage snowblowers uh, that fit most side-by-sides and ATVs. That'll move the snow we get. This is EcoFun Motorsports, the... Uh, Forest Lake store is on Highway 97, just west of 35. And the Burnsville store is on the service road of life near County Road 42. I hope you got a chance to visit them at the State Fair. They were present there at the State Fair, right near where we were. Mm -hmm. And they are your electric bike capital of the world. And this is a hell of a sale. And it's continuing from the fair through this week. Because Monday was still the fair, you That's know. true. And so the uh, fair sale concludes this Saturday at EcoFun Motorsports. Huh. One of the guys that said he got abducted in Pasagula just died. Really? How about that? For a coinkadinky. Huh. What did he die of? A Tuesday. He died uh, from cancer. Oh. Long battle with kidney cancer. That doesn't sound fun. Caused by riding on a UFO, apparently. Okay, that was wrong. I'm sorry. John, why do you got to be mean? I apologize. If you're if, offended. If you're offended, yeah. It was pretty old. It was pretty old, huh? Hey. <laughs> it was pretty tough to see, Did you... Joe, did you read the piece about the Vietnam uh, pilot, the Medal of Val- Valor? Yes, yes. Great story. Amazing. It's just the one Biden walked out on? 
I don't know about Biden because I was too busy focusing on what a hero this guy was and just it's just disappointing that somebody like Biden has to pin that medal on him. It's becoming <laughs> increasingly clear. You guys are pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, no, John, you're going to say John, if you can defend Biden, you're a better man I, than I am. I can't, but it's too bad that somebody like Biden had to pin a medal on a hero. I <laughs> dislike Biden the way most people dislike Trump. What what do they call the Trump disease where you're you're so focused on Trump? Trump I have arrangement TDS. Yeah, I have that with Biden. That's what I have with Biden. Biden the uh, arrangement. The, yeah, the part I'll admit it. I do. Biden walks into the crowd. That's I don't know what what. Well, uh, the Secret he, Service likes that, huh? He uh, well, he didn't. He's, he's his elevator is no longer going. No, to the that's top. just it. He's wandering <laughs> off like he. Someone said, "Hey, there's Kidman's. ice cream in the other room." Yeah. It's why stuck are, between floors, Joe. Yeah, it is. Why? Why are they dumb enough to run him again? They Seriously. won't. They, they, I don't they, think they. Will. I don't think they want to. <clears throat> I, yeah, but because they just don't they, see a way out of it, or because and it has nothing to do with us. This is their private club, and we got to get somebody that can win. And we don't want a nutcase in there. And Biden's slipping. The cheese has slipped off the cracker. Uh, <laughs> They'd even bring in uh, Gavin Newsom, who's a dreadful, <laughs> dreadful human being, of the, just to preserve their club. Damn. It's 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 uh, Newsom. It's we've we've talked yeah. about this on the air. It's, yeah. it's sad, Jeez. isn't it, that we got Biden and Trump as our two? Uh, oh my God! Oh. Everything's oh. gonna be just fine. Everything's gonna be okay. Well, you got warlords in Ward Ten. Maybe he could run. Oh, you wait, know, he wasn't, wasn't born. Oh, wait, was he born? You know, the thing about that, too, it's none of it surprising. Nothing have you taken a st- Have you taken a stroll down downtown lately? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this ain't... Well, I don't want to turn this into racist corner, but my God, it's... Well, let's go here. Are you ready, Joe? Yeah, let's go. I was downtown about two weeks ago. And? Does that count for a concert? Let's was, go here. I'm trying fine. to pull up a bump. I'm trying to pull up a bump. Hang on. Stupid YouTube has to put ads in front of everything. Play angry by the stones. All right. Joe, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do an ad here before we get back to Johnny. Okay. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. You know, North American Banking Company was happy enough to sponsor the Garage Logic 30-year anniversary celebration. That you know what? They said, Reavers, why don't you come on in? And I did. I met with them a couple of months ago and decided to become a customer. And I'm glad that I did. And I know that you will be too. And they get it. They realize that there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you are tired, just like I was, of being a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company. They have six locations here in the Twin Cities to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location in Maple Grove. They do offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the great service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. And this is huge because that means loan decisions are made in the Twin Cities, and this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. So do this today. Check them out online, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. That's their website. Poke around and check them out. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Maybe when it comes to Jimmy Buffett, I would have been better off saying... I just simply don't like the genre 
of which he was so paramount in. Maybe that that would be the way to say it. Okay. There you go. Is it still bugging you? Is that no, why? no, I'm just thinking of ways to get myself off the hook. Got yeah, it. you're not good <laughs> with me, so it doesn't matter. No, I just don't like the genre, and that's an accurate well, statement. what's the genre? He's a singer-songwriter. What Trop comes? rock. Well, but he... Which tells me all you've ever heard is Margaritaville. You've never heard anything else by I'm using the term, I'm, I'm using the term Jeff Dayton used. Trop rock. Uh, Have you seen that new Rolling Stones video? I love it. John, I've noticed you can carry Santa a Bell grudge. Jim, an old coot like me, okay. early this morning alerted me to the new Stones video, which I think is the finest produced rock video I've ever seen. Wow. Ever. Yep. Ever. That's yep. a pretty... The song's too. called Angry. And it's a good tune? It's I love it, but okay. then again, I know nothing about music. All right. We've nothing. established that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Got that right. <laughs> uh, John, you really know how to hold a grudge. You can I don't really, really. No, yeah, I, no, you I do. Don't. You really, like even though a guy uh, begs for forgiveness and maybe even changes his opinion, you still hold that original I'll, opinion against that guy. I'll have you know pretty much everybody I talk to about this show says I'm the nicest guy on this show. What do you think of that? Really? What really? Kind of do they it, know? Are they on crack? <laughs> what, what is, what's wrong with them? I thought you were going to give me the Gene Wilder speech for a minute there, Joe. <laughs> All right, back to the news now. <laughs> I don't know what speech yet would be. From Blazing Saddles, when he tells Cleveland Little not to worry about being called a racial slur, remember? These are simple people. These are. Oh, yeah. I'll continue now. Hunter Biden is They're expected idiots. to be indicted. On, <laughs> morons. The morons. You know, morons. Did you know Gene Wilder? Morons, uh, that's right. Morons. Yeah, he, uh, he improvised that. That was not in the script. And that's why Cleveland Little cracks up. So, Anyway, okay. let's go back to the news now. Hunter Biden right. is expected to be indicted on a federal gun charge by the end of September. Special Counsel David Weiss's team told U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Noriaka on Wednesday. Noriaka had set yesterday as a deadline to hear from both sides about how to move forward on the diversion agreement that would have allowed Biden to avoid jail time for a felony charge of lying on a federal form when buying a firearm in 2018. The expected charges... Come after an original plea agreement collapsed in July, Hunter Biden was expected to plead guilty in July to two misdemeanor tax counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax as part of a plea deal to avoid jail time on that felony gun charge. But the judge, uh, who's the judge of the U.S. District Court for the District of Delaware, declined to accept the plea and pretrial diversion agreements with Hunter Biden during his first court appearance related to the charges. She described the DOJ's deal as unconstitutional, not standard, and different from what I normally see. Biden was forced to plead not guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges and one felony gun charge. Since then, Attorney General Merrick Garland tapped Weiss to serve as special counsel with jurisdiction over the Hunter Biden investigation and any other issues that have come up or may come up related to that probe. Hunter Biden will never go to jail. <clears throat> no. Now, there are two sets of laws in this country. I used to, th I used to say as recently as yesterday, <laughs> one for the rich and one for the rest of us. I'm now beginning to think it isn't necessarily rich. It's one for the connected and the rest of us. That's better. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You don't think he'll do as much time as the guy that got 22 I years? Don't, I don't think he will, no. Okay. I no. don't think he should because, you see, uh, trading, being a traitor to your country is kind of a worse thing. But anyway. Well, it's almost uh, being yeah, a Hunter hasn't really been a traitor to this country <laughs> at all. It's almost being a traitor to your country to hook up with a, a gas company in Ukraine and steal their money uh, when you have absolutely no knowledge of the gas business. Has he been charged with that? I'm just curious if there's a 
charge there. No, all I'm saying yeah. is it maybe sure isn't the rich and the poor. It's the connected and the not connected. Unless it involves something sexual related, a la oh. Jeffrey Epstein, um, Harvey, what's the Harvey Fat Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. yeah. Are you su- suggesting connected politically? Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah. do you think in two hundred think Trump will ever go to jail? Mm-mm. Do you ever think no. in two hundred and however many years we've been a country, it's ever been any different? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, I don't. Well, me neither. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley is the only GOP presidential candidate who's leading in a hypothetical matchup with Joe Biden, according to a new poll released this morning. It's a CNN poll conducted by SSRS. It found that Haley led Biden 49 to 43 percent, while every other major Republican candidate remains neck and neck with Biden. No other GOP hopeful, including former Vice President Mike Pence, Senator Tim Scott, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, or former President Trump, showed more than a two-point margin in the matchup with the sitting president, which is all within the margin of error. When asked about a potential rematch between Trump and Biden, 47% of respondents said they would choose Trump. 46% said they would choose Biden. Secretary of State Antony Blinken traveled to Ukraine's capital on Wednesday and met with President Volodymyr Zelensky, delivering a U.S. vote of confidence, even as Russia made one of the deadliest attacks of the war on civilians. A Russian missile struck Kostyan Danavika, an eastern city near the front lines, killing at least 17 people and wounding 32 others, and might still be more trapped in the rubble, according to officials. Uh, all of those people uh, were shopping. Those were shoppers that were killed. It hit a marketplace at about two in the afternoon. Uh, Joe, following the shootdown of three unidentified objects in three days over Alaska, the Yukon, and Larry? Lake Huron in February, and the downing of that Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina a week earlier, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau received a secret memo laying out how the Canadian government was responding to the February 11th Yukon incident. In addition, it stated that full exploitation of whatever the U.S. Air Force shot down over the waters of Alaska had not yet been completed. Reports a few days later said the U.S. had called off the search for wreckage of the downed object. Exactly what kind of intelligence exploitation this is referring to in the memorandum is unclear. Just to think, that fruitcake is getting these secret memos. Justin Thompson, or whatever the hell his name is. Trudeau. 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 Yeah, Trudeau, that would be. He looks a lot like Fidel Castro, doesn't he? Justin Thompson. I think the greatest line I saw was half the country was surprised that he was married. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You mentioned Nikki Haley. Go, Nikki. I did. So I'm reading about her. She came out um, in favor of term limits and testing for everybody in Congress, the entire Congress. Uh, she uh, thinks, uh, what's oh. his name, uh, this old man? Mitch McConnell. Yeah, yeah, he needs to go. But listen to this, and Joe, I want you to answer these questions, okay? Mm-hmm. These uh, are the questions she wants answered. Yeah. Tell us where you were born. Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Name four words that start with the same letter. Fire, what? friend, free, and uh, fop. You get extra credit for that. That's right. That's amazing. (laughs) That's right. And the last question, and I know you've got to get this, Such. I'm really pulling for you. You can do it, buddy. How many grandchildren do you have? Eleven. Wow, that was a fast answer. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
You're in, Where's buddy. Party? Does she really want those <laughs> questions answered? I think these were just examples. Oh. Just yeah, I think she was just you know talking. Yeah. What do you think, old uh, mashed potato brain? Would would Mitch be able to pull that off? Uh, no, he freezes no, no. up on you. He could no. go into a freeze down. The old. <laughs> Freeze tag Mitch was pretty funny. He's going to go right into the peas one of these days. I, you know, I can't pronounce justice. There, I did it. Justice. Justice. we served. U.S. Justice Department. Many major philanthropic groups have increasingly focused their attention in recent years on helping struggling local newsrooms, and now they're joining forces. This morning, more than 20 nonprofit organizations are announcing plans to invest a total of $500 million over the next five years in local media organizations, one of the biggest efforts yet to address the crisis in local news. The initiative is spearheaded by the MacArthur Foundation. It's called Press Forward. Get um, it? Press Forward. Forward. The, I that, get it. That, isn't that a conflict? Of, I, I, yeah, the, the day that they pay me, I'm done. I don't want their the money. MacArthur Foundation. Yeah, I don't want their money. Wrong with the MacArthur Foundation. I don't want well, their no, money. But, but my question, John, is: Isn't that a conflict of interest? Yeah. With whom? MacArthur. Well, <laughs> Douglas or no? Doug. Uh, Doug. No, I'm asking a serious question. I'm not trying to with, be a smartass. I, I, I got to admit, I didn't hear the beginning of his story. Well, yeah, who would it be a conflict? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually reading about Nikki Haley. Yeah, I, was, so. I was reading a, um, an email from Scott. <laughs> an investment into, to a media outlet. If you're a nonprofit, that's not a conflict. Of, I mean, I'm well, just the asking. Well, MacArthur's I'm, the guys that they give grants and uh, to, whatever. Uh, to. I hear their name mentioned a lot on PBS. Yeah. yeah, they do. Actually, they sponsor a lot of shows on PBS. Okay. You're correct, Kenny. Okay. Correct. Hey, can you say into your microphone a show that was on Nova? Would that come up? Sure. Uh, Can't you try it right now. Kelsey's uh, try right advised now. me to watch about some Arctic explorers. You see, he said they make Shackleton look weak. There's no way anyone could make Shackleton like, look weak. Shackleton looks weak. Just say that. It was an Arctic exploration by the British in the 1870s or 80s, and the ships were never heard from again. Hmm. I think I've heard of this. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was a Nova deal, but I'd have to say it into my microphone on the remote. Got it. Because I wouldn't know But you don't know the name of it. Yeah, he. it's at home. I, I emailed. You I, wrote it on a post-it note. I, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> John, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Think. You want to hear something from Montana? I do. Joe, at first I thought this might be a case of Americana at large. However, Americana, as first described on GL, is what we believe to see our experience, or what we believe to see or experience things we believe to be staying alive from a bygone era. What I experienced this last weekend was life as it has always been and will continue to be in much of America. This past holiday weekend, I had to go half a cow for his is outside Jackson, Montana, about 50 miles from the Idaho border. The wedding party consisted of the ranch owner's daughter, an Air Force veteran, and her fiancé, an Air Force veteran. All the rest were also current Air Force, and I made a joke to my buddy that they looked like the Top Gun Maverick team, nice. two of whom were F-52 fighter pilots. The rest were the family ranch hands and a brother-in-law who was an active Navy SEAL. The groom is active duty on a base assigned to missile security, and the bride is a C-17 pilot. Quite the group of young people, I thought. 
The night before we peeled off to bed as the young wedding party took some beers and headed out to the local hot springs. The 5 a.m. alarm came quickly as my buddy and I got up, made coffee, and headed to the main ranch to start the fire for the cow. We got to the house at 5.30, and the valley was a brisk 46 degrees, and dawn was right around the corner. Two things. There were already three ranch hands up, sitting on the step of the main house, laughing and drinking coffee, and to my surprise, none of the young crowd were there. They couldn't still be out partying at the springs, I thought, because some of their vehicles were here. We started our fire as Mom, the brother of the bride, brought us more coffee and breakfast. Dad joined us after he had already taken care of numerous things on the property. About 9 a.m., two of the trucks came down the road and parked up by us next to the barn. About half the wedding party, a mix of guys and girls, all got out, all dressed in camo. They weren't still out from the night before, but rather they had gotten up early to head out to do some recon for the opening of elk hunting. About 10.30, the other half of the group returned on foot. Again, a mix of guys and girls. They were dressed in athletic clothes, and we came to learn they headed out early for a 12-mile hike. In the city, you play golf on wedding day if you're the guys and go to the spa for the girls, not this crew. They were some of the neatest, fun, intelligent young people I've ever been around in a long time. At one point, five of the guys were resting with beers and chairs by us, watching as I moved and finessed the several large beef primals I was cooking. And what happened next warmed my heart. Mom came out of the house, came over to us. Boys, I need help moving. And that's as far as she got in her sentence when all five boys and all in unison set their beers on the ground and promptly stood up. They didn't look around to see who was standing and who wasn't. No look like you got this. They just all stood immediately to help the matriarch. While cooking, I spent the day watching numerous interactions like this. Dad and daughter saddling their horses together so they could ride in together for the ceremony. The young men getting dressed in dress uniform for the wedding. Ranch boys moving, helping, doing whatever needed to be done. I joked with my buddy how his cousins would have responded had they been stuck in rain and mud in Black Rock, Nevada. Not that they would be caught dead there to begin with. Joe, much of the country lives this life every day and will continue to do so. There is an individual who lives in, works in, and governs in cities with tall buildings, and the world I experienced this last weekend is absolutely, completely foreign to them, regards Scott Matura. The only problem is the people living this life are few and far between compared to the vast majority of the population which lives closest to the country's tallest buildings. I just hope they can preserve that yeah. that life. And I wanted to uh, read something real quick from Bulgaria. All right. I have it right here. Uh, While you look for it, he, he said a ranch near Jackson, 50 miles east, east of, of Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. Anything, any other particulars? I'm trying to narrow down exactly where this ranch is. No, no particulars. Okay, just, just that? All right. Yeah. Gee, where did I have it? Dave Bliss sent me a really interesting piece. Have you been to that part of Wyoming, Joe? No, uh, just Yellowstone. Yeah, this is directly south of Yellowstone, and even the Wyoming and over in Idaho, just absolutely amazing, breathtaking country. You better take a break, Reavers. This is important that I All find right. this email from Dave Bliss. I'll be honest, I thought your email was going to lead into an ad. I didn't realize it. God damn it. It's okay. Where is it? I don't know. 
Oof. Did you throw it in your disposed pile? Because you've got like two piles. Life on a ranch must be so awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, my word. Except if you run out of something, you got to go to town. That's what makes it awesome. I want town to be a four-hour drive. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Once a month, run to town. That's what Jess told me when they, when they were living in Wall. If they had to go to, what would that be, Rapid City? Yeah. They did that once once every two weeks to go get groceries. Oops. Jackson is where all Found the, it. Jackson was where all the beautiful people live, so you gotta be You're uh, thinking of Jackson Hole. Well that's what he said. Jackson no, Jackson. Jackson. That's what Jackson is, Joe. Jackson is Jackson Hole. Oh, Same thing. I did not know that. Well, and if you want to get specific, I'm, it's Jackson's Hole. I'm sorry. Kenny, I've yeah. noticed you can really hold a grudge. I apologize. I do. <laughs> I it makes me... It, I'm just... I'm seething. Seething. 50 miles well, east of Idaho. That part of Montana Speaking of, is uh, fantastic. Well, this was... Uh, yeah. Whatever. I, my only relation to all this is watching Yellowstone. That's the only ranch I ever see. Hold on. Kenny... I might have video from that part. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Joe, I found your Nova thing too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you're, you already know it, but you can watch it online too. If you, I don't if do like. online. I'm okay, not watching online. All right. Well, then you can go to PBS and watch it. And you say it into the microphone. I might get that episode. Uh, you might, but uh, can you watch? Uh, I don't, I don't know because I'm a member, and so I can watch it. Oh, what? There. A member if, of what? Of PBS. <clears throat> Oh, Christ. Your if tax you, dollars pay for PBS. Why would you give them Joe, additional about dollars? About 2%, Joe, tax. Yeah, well, if, that's plenty. God, if you would watch things online, it would change your oh, it, life. It would. I agree with Kenny. Yep. It's just there are so many things out you there. You could sit right where you're at and pull that show up and watch it, Joe. Yep. So, Kenny. Wow. Yeah, I'd rather watch it on a little six-inch screen than a uh, giant I, TV. Again, again, you're... Jesus. Uh -huh. Kenny, Rosebud, Montana. Rosebud, Montana. Right yeah. off 90, it was still light out at 10.38 p.m. on July 1st of 2022 in my video I took. Yeah. Well, no kidding. It was, it was I'm trying to see it's, if that's anywhere near Jackson. What, do you think Jackson. this is a new discovery? No, no, it's no, no. No, it's nowhere near Jackson. Okay. It's up in Montana um, before Billings, even. It's closer to North Dakota. Oh, North who did Dakota. we just talk to out there? Somebody from Miles City, or uh, who was it, Such? It was last week. Oh, it was was it Terry Montana? It was Terry. 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 Terry Montana. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> All right, let's go here. Damn it! I thought let's I was close. Go here. No, I'll no. do an ad. A day's drive, at least. Dang it! Let's go. Well, okay. Sorry. Hang on. <laughs> John, don't forget to send me a new story. I already did, Chris. Huh? 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 How about that? Yeah, you did. How about that? Uh, well, then I, you're getting. You're not getting Jeff Dayton here. You're just going to get a thing. Oh, whatever. I I don't care. Chris, you do whatever you need. No, John or Joe's in a hurry, so we got to go. 
Yeah, I, I said. All right, you ready, Sooch? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Rolling. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Read you a note yesterday from a very satisfied customer of the Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities people. You need a guy, and this this example is my guy is the entire family. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities is a Minnesota family-owned business. They're GLers. We got a note from a guy who said they came out and took care of everything promptly and correctly. They put in a new door in for the guy's daughter. Uh, look, these garage doors are heavy. Winter's coming. You don't want to stumble out there when it's 20 below and discover you can't open the door. So uh, get a hold of Precision Door of the Twin Cities for a tune-up. They serve the metro. They serve western Wisconsin. They can be reached 24-7. They don't charge more. Unlike other guys, they don't charge more for weekend visits. And as I said, when it is time to get a new door, Precision Garage Door will help you improve that curb appeal quotient. Uh, really good people. They're GLers, so that's all you need to know. They fix garage doors correctly. Get help immediately at precisiondoormn.com. I got a note from Dave Bliss in Bulgaria. Yeah. Some of us guys are blessed to be married to true CI girls. I submit that I am such a fellow. As you may or may not remember, Sasha and I are back in the U.S. for a while. We're back in the U.S. for a while. After a month or so of being back, we discovered that we had worn out our old bed frame. We had it stored <laughs> while we were... Congratulations. No, what a boy. Oh. High fives all around. Well, you can leave that running, baby. I, I, you know what? Please. Please, you children. Well, he was bragging. We're congratulating Come on, man. Him. Yeah, hearty mm-hmm. handshake. <laughs> Joe, do you have that problem in your house? You call yeah, me now. Not an issue in my house either, Suits. We Don't had worry. worn out our old bed frame. We had it stored when we were in Bulgaria. <laughs> so it was old and it had seen lots of use. Uh-huh. It was time for a new one. The old one is metal and has been sitting disassembled in our garage for a few weeks now. Sasha and I got to talking about how to dispose of it. Obviously, we could not put it in the trash. It's too big. I suggested we take it to a scrapyard and see if we could get a few bucks for it. I also jokingly proposed that I could get a big power saw that could cut through metal to slice the thing up so they can fit in the garbage can. As this was not a serious proposal, I was surprised when Sasha responded by asking, is there anything else you could use the saw for? I I started thinking, I'm on the edge of permission here. I quickly responded, yes, we could use it to cut up big stuff. She thought for a few seconds and said, just get it. And then after 48 hours, tell me we've always had it. I married a gem. I married a gem, Dave Bliss. Oh, I'm sorry. Dave Bliss, not currently in Bulgaria. So this all happened stateside. You can leave that running, baby. He must be talking about what would cut through metal, a sawzall? Yeah, I suppose. Well, you know, or wheel of death, anything. He's got one now, and he got yeah. it under the 48-hour rule. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Only... That's the second coolest part of that email. Right. I'm surprised just <laughs> um, just to keep the memory going, he didn't want to hang it on the wall. Just right. So they could Trophy. gaze at it. Remember the days? 
<laughs> Maybe you know if you're a real geo, okay, you can re- got it. You can repurpose it and hang lamps from it. It could be a chandelier. <laughs> Joe, you must have proofread that right before you ever brought it to us, and and when you read that first line, you must have known what was going to happen. Yeah, he but does. I I think he was being entirely serious. It probably just an old bed that wore out. Uh, Dave, rewrite us. Make it clear what your meaning was. Right. <laughs> I just liked her response. Yeah. In yeah. the business, yep. we call that a humble brag. You know, I was uh, heading to the gym this morning, and I noticed it's things like that. You know, a humble brag. <laughs> My abs are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Only because they come to us. From where? All the way from Henderson, Nevada, where the Lymans are still trying to renew their driver's licenses. They should just come here. They get yeah. the hand them out. On this day, <laughs> September 9th, uh, in 7th. 1876, the younger gang, younger gang tried to rob the First National Bank in Northfield. Bookkeeper Joe Lee Haywood delayed the robbery by refusing to open the vault and play and paid with his life. Wasn't that mentioned yesterday? Northfield robbery? Northfield no, might have come up, but, because, yeah. but it was this day in history that they tried to rob the bank. Got it. Oh, Younger came up yesterday yeah. because yes. he died in prison on that day That's yesterday. Right. Okay. right. Yep. And then we all know uh, the rest of the story. On this day in 1885. September 7th. Minnesota celebrated its first Labor Day. The state legislature declared the first Monday in September a legal holiday in 1893. On this day in 1885. 1885 on September 7th? The Minnesota State Fair opened on its present grounds. The area was in St. Paul at the time and later became part of Falcon Heights. What time did we record that day? I forget. Pardon? What time did we record (laughs) that day? I forget. (laughs) Yeah, we've been around a while. You had Marjorie on, I think. Yeah, Marjorie was first that day. She was in her 50s then. (laughs) (laughs) Joe? The Twin Cities had battled about which one would host the fair, St. Paul or Falcon Heights. But Ramsey County's donation of 200 acres for a permanent fairgrounds clinched St. Paul's victory. The site had been the Ramsey County Poor Farm. I did not know that. Oh. They greased the wheels, huh? Sure. Run those pores out of there. They can go live under a bridge somewhere. Screw them. And on this day in 1996, <laughs> September 7th, Kirby Puckett's Salute to You oh. drew 51,000 fans of the Metrodome. On July 12, God, it was that long ago. On July 12, 1996, Puckett had announced his impending retirement. He was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame on Aug 5, 2001. That was a sad day. I was at that game. Well, he had a short career, didn't he? Yeah. Was it glaucoma or something eye-related? Yep. Yeah. We lost him way too early. Oh, I thought he got hit in the face. No, that's a... Well, p- some people tried to make that leap, but he had said it had nothing... And doctors, right, had said it had nothing to do with him getting hit in the head. And they discovered the glaucoma because of that, right? Because they were looking at the eye oh, hit, and that's how they discovered Oh. oh, you're missing one. What? On this day yeah. in 2018. That, yes. Was our last radio show. Oh, really? Oh. Five years ago today. Really? Mm-hmm. September 7th? 2018. Hmm. And the I'll next Monday damned. it went. Hello, everybody. No, <laughs> no, stop practicing. <laughs> 
Hi, everybody. Hey, I'm back. What are we doing? <laughs> that was a Rook called in uh, hammered because he was at a garage. No, that that was when the announcement was yeah, made. Yeah, that was the day we found out. That we were... You know, all losing our jobs. Oh boy, that's the day rookie called in. Yeah. The, the the last radio did. Remember, because Patrick wore a tie to the studio. This is what. So September seventh, twenty eighteen. That was a Friday. Yep. Was our last because we radio did the fair. Broadcast. Yep, we did the fair. Yeah, and then we came back and did that last four days of radio shows. That's right. The following year was the best year of my life. <laughs> You had you six never day worked. weekends. Six-day weekends. My God, it was amazing. Wasn't he on the first year of the podcast? He was. He was on Wednesdays. One week. day a week. Once a really? Week. And all he yeah. did, the two hours he sat there, was bitched. Yeah. Let's get this over with, jerk. <laughs> I got to get back up to the farm. And so I was only on. The first year of the podcast, Ketty was only on once a week? Yeah, that's yeah. why the original open What about Johnny? I was two days a week to start. I'll be and damned, John. My or Joe, my I'll family. My family was living in South Minneapolis. I would drive down there, do the show, turn around, drive back up here. <laughs> I wouldn't even go home. <laughs> I got another note from a Saint Olaf uh, father, Tom. I know what's his name. Uh, Todd from Central Iowa Ward of Gumption County. He too has had success. The kid he used to have is St. Olaf and wanted us to know that. Uh, like your Oli Joe, all evidence points to mine being tremendously successful. She managed a meaningful degree in education from a failed academy. She chose to think for herself, apply herself, and weigh what she was taught against her own experiences and beliefs. So he's telling Tom from St. Paul, fear not, there is hope. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Thank you, GLers. <laughs> If you could do us a favor and hit the subscribe button right there, it's on the Garage Logic YouTube channel, and uh, we are posting daily content for your amusement that I know you will enjoy. You can also follow us along on all of our social media channels, which includes Facebook, X, and Instagram. And uh, what am I missing? Uh, oh, the Garage Logic Town Council. Yes, yes, ten bucks a month. $100 for the year, unlimited access for all sorts of behind-the-scenes footage and also uh, archived audio is available for you. John, you going to be here tomorrow? Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, sure. Okay. Why not? Go ahead, Kenny. What were you going to say? Um, nothing. Okay, sorry. Talk to you on Monday. <laughs> no, you're yes. here tomorrow. No, he's not. What's he, where's he going? Bless it. I'm gonna hit this button. What a bunch of fruitcakes! <laughs> Go ahead, Kenny. We're uh, done recording the show. Av uh, uh, Hay Belly died. Ninety-five. Oh, Hay Belly died. Yep. Yeah, well, I suppose you better go to that, huh? You're damn right. He oh, was well. The wife most... and I went to the wake yesterday, and it was turns out it's next week. So Ooh. we were alone there, and was anybody there? Yeah. How long is day? Couple minutes till we figured it out. How long did you stay? Got a really good parking spot, I bet. We were right up front. <laughs> couldn't be couldn't believe it. How old was Hey Billy, Kenny? Ninety five. One wow. of my best friends in life lives in San Diego and the when the youngest kid I I have got married, he showed up for the wedding a week early. And he had to fly back to San Diego Oops. and never did make the wedding. Mm. Yeah. It's a thought that counts. The secret to Hay Belly is never call him Hay Belly. He hated that. Well, I, I never knew him. him, Kenny, so that wouldn't be a problem. 
We called him AV. Kent uh, Ward. Hang on one second. Yeah. One second. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Old yep. school name. That's right. I need to do yep. this first. Just bear with me, Joe. Why don't I get going? You guys do no, it. No, fine. Yeah. Always want to make sure I save the show. No, I, I agree. No, you should. I, sh- I you should. should. We should. We should do this right here. Yes. I told you guys I saw the satellites. Yeah, that was so cool. I got to see those again. You can't see them in the city. The damn city so polluted with light. <laughs> um, Joe, I am ready for you. Minneapolis Tenth Ward. Candidate for city council. Ward candidate for city council. Brings in Somali warlord. Is warlord one word? Yeah. Yep. For fundraiser. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Our friend Jeff Dayton on the death of Jimmy Buffett. John Height News. Is Buffett two T's or one? Two, two T's. Two F's, two T's. I knew it was two F's. Right. I didn't know if it was two T's. Just Hi, like Joe. Warren. Joe, write this down. This might help you find your show. You ready? Yeah. Yep. It's Nova, season 42. Yep. Episode 16. 42. What was the guy's name, John? Uh, Sir John Franklin. Hmm. Arctic Ghost Ship is the name of the episode. Oh, he's unplugged. He's leaving. Bye, Joe. He's got a right. We're back. You won't be here tomorrow, Kenny. Speaking of carrying a grudge, tomorrow morning is the annual I make my trip to that swap meet flea market sale. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Where I buy the entire grounds out of cast iron pots just so another guy can't get them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I bring them home and I throw them in a corner and don't do anything with them. <laughs> just, it's just out of spite. I used mine last night, Kenny, because I made breakfast for dinner, which I like to do once in a while. Hash browns, eggs, and what? And sausage. Oh. I do. I could eat breakfast food any time of the day. Okay, then. Joe, do you like breakfast food? You call me now. Call me now. You don't like breakfast food? He's not much of a he's not much of an eater. Have you noticed that? I mean, he just eats because he has to. Every time he talks about food, it's just shoveling in. You know, it's food and music. The guy has no taste. That's a good point. (laughs) Spell music. Doesn't like toast. Doesn't like popcorn. Probably doesn't like spaghetti. Doesn't like butter. Doesn't like gravy. Yeah, gravy. Mm. How can you not like gravy? Sheesh. Do like gravy. Sheesh. 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 Oh. Yeah, about that. All right, you guys, why don't you talk some baseball or something really fascinating? (laughs) How about them Yankees, Chris, huh? What the hell? I'll be honest, I have not.